I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, and this is class content for April the 22nd in the year 2020. We're going to cover Proverbs chapter 4. I mentioned in the previous class that in these early chapters in Proverbs, there is a great deal of repetition, but it's valuable. The writer or compiler is nailing down what is primary before getting into details. What is primary is having in us the fear of the Lord. In such depth, we are moved to acquire wisdom from the Lord and use that wisdom in all our thinking, speaking, acting, and reacting. So, I ought not to get bored by this early repetition. This is necessary to prepare me and all readers to appreciate and pursue wisdom as described in this section. Concerning Proverbs chapter 4, one of my resources offered that the theme of this chapter might be expressed this way, get going, keep going, and don't get lost. I think that is well stated by Ray Ortland, and it gives emphasis to the simplicity of this book. This might apply to other parts of Old Testament wisdom literature. And this certainly is typical of what parents want to instill in children. Get going, keep going, and don't get lost. I'm going to read from this chapter, and then I've made a list of highlights, and I'll take you through my notes. Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight, and do not forget. Do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will keep you, love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son, and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her. She is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it, turn away from it, and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. 
My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. That's the passage in Proverbs chapter 4. Let's talk about that. So Proverbs chapter 4, and you do see the call to get going, keep going, and don't get lost. Ray Ortland, in his commentary, actually says that and then outlines the chapter in those terms. And he does a good job. It's difficult, it's challenging to outline passages in Proverbs, but he has this down. In verses 1 through 9, get going. In verses 10 through 19, keep going. In verses 20 to 25, how not to get lost. I think that is helpful and reflects what is in this chapter. I want to go through the chapter and mark these highlights from my notes, maybe to supplement your notes. Number one, the father instructing the son model is here and everywhere in Proverbs. And there is a message in that imagery. Fathers need to engage in conversations with their son, with their children, about the very things written in Proverbs. It is one thing to just say to your children, you behave now. My mother in her latter years used to say, I don't know why we told you that. All children behave. Some behave good, some behave bad. The father, the parents who are faithful to God, will not just tell their children to do what is right or behave. The verbal instruction needs to be specific. And here in Proverbs, we get to overhear a father counseling his son in very specific and simple terms, addressing motives, principles, prohibitions, warnings, what to remember, how to respond, get going, keep going, and don't get lost. And these simple admonitions from the parental pulpit deserve to be repeated over and over. Value in repetition. Number two from my notes in Proverbs 4, what comes before insight is attention. In these early chapters of Proverbs, wisdom is personified, and she is calling, attempting to get our attention. What is expected is that we pay attention, listen, give heed. In verse 7, as rendered in the New International Version, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Now this speaks to effort, initiative, that should find expression in daily Bible reading, Bible study, devotion time, self-examination, and real life day-to-day, moment-to-moment application. Whatever else you may get, be sure you get wisdom from God 
His word is loaded with it. Take it in. From my notes, number three in Proverbs chapter four. Prohibitions again. Verses 14 and 15. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. I cannot imagine father counseling his son or daughter without issuing prohibitions. We have noted earlier, prohibitions from God keep us safe, out of trouble. They are life and health and safety. In a recent discussion with a small group on Zoom, I illustrated how prohibitions keep us safe. When I was seven or eight playing around in my dad's woodworking shop, I thought I knew how to use every tool. I thought I knew how to use the skill saw, drills, the staple guns. Yet, when I would reach for those tools, I would hear this very loud prohibition. I gave heed to the call of wisdom, and the evidence is I went through that experience uninjured. I have hands and arms and legs and toes. God's prohibitions keep us from moral and spiritual injury. Number four, notice the reference to light in verses 18 and 19, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Typical of Scripture, light stands for what is good, pure, and personally necessary. It may remind us of what the Lord said, that His people are the light of the world. Are we leading people out of darkness by the way we live? It's a good question. Number five, this is one of the most quoted of all the Proverbs. I'm in chapter four, verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. I remember having to memorize this as a teenager in a Bible class. It was emphasized over and over that what we are outside reflects who we are inside. That was repeated over and over, and we needed that. Ray Ortland says, Life does not flow from the outside in. It flows from the inside out. Getting wisdom from God, learning of Christ, keeping ourselves pure in heart shows up in how we conduct ourselves day after day. Note number six from Proverbs chapter four is based on verse 24. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. That's distance. If my heart is a recipient of wisdom and I apply that wisdom moment to moment in the way I live, it will govern what I say and it will keep me distant from devious talk. If my heart is a recipient of wisdom and I apply that wisdom, I will govern what I say, and how I say it. I will, as I receive wisdom from God and follow Christ, want to put away, reject crooked speech and devious talk. One translation, the contemporary English version, says, never tell lies or be deceitful in what you say. This is what parents 
issue to the children from the parental pulpit. Number seven, based on verse 25, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Jesus talked about putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. And you may remember that Lot's wife looked back. And you may also recall Hebrews 12 in verse 2, another New Testament connection, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. From my notes on Proverbs 4, number 8, my final observation before the takeaways. Verse 2, the father is giving good precepts. Look at it this way. The earthly father is giving to his son the heavenly father's precepts. And this goes to God's generosity that works through the earthly father's generosity. God's generosity. He has revealed how we should live to glorify Him and be spiritually healthy. It is reminiscent of James 1 and verse 18. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The fact that we have the book of Proverbs and everything else around it, before it and after it, the written word, is evidence of God's generosity, God's grace, that through Christ we can receive and be blessed now and eternally with a good, healthy relationship with God. So that's Proverbs chapter 4. Get going, keep going, and don't get lost. I have three quick takeaways. Number one, don't be bored by repetition. Don't be bored by repetition. Sometimes it will be said of a preacher or a Bible teacher, he's just going over the same stuff. While there needs to be balance, variety, and coverage of the whole counsel of God, in all our preaching and teaching, if we're using the Bible, we're saying the same basic thing. Serve God. Respond to the gospel. Live by the wisdom revealed in Scripture. Let's not get so obsessed with variety that we miss the value of repetition. Number two, what is necessary to have a good life? The TV and Internet commercials say to be young, well-entertained, plenty of money, popularity, good looks, charm, likes, and friends on social media. That's all worldly and cultural. What is necessary to have a good life is get wisdom. Get going based on the fear of the Lord. Keep going with the Word of God, and don't get lost. Let Christ save you. And number three, God made us for Himself, and we will be restless until we find our rest in Him through Jesus Christ. If you're listening to these recordings and you want more in your life, you want to know more about the way that is right and good, please get in touch with me or use the contact information at the website of the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas. Thank you for listening.